what is our message and when i say our i refer to us as the church of jesus christ i refer to us who are born again um, and the reason why this is important it's because it is necessary that we understand the message that our faith is founded on it is necessary that we understand the message that our faith is founded on yeah, so i'll start with john chapter 2 uh, verse 18 to 22 john 2 18 to 22 <clears throat> yeah so uh wow uh, i just feel this there's so much to share but uh, by god's grace i will know what i'm supposed to share yeah and just because at the end of the day i believe we share so that we may be able to capture god's heart um we share so that uh, we may be able to come into understanding it's not even so much about there's so many things that were shared yeah so john chapter 2 verse 18 this is jesus speaking um and so we'll start from verse 18 so the jews say to him that is christ what sign do you show us for doing these things jesus answered them destroy this temple and in three days i will raise it up verse 20 the jews then said it has taken 46 years to build this temple and will you raise it up in three days but he was speaking about the temple of his body when therefore he was raised from the dead his disciples remembered that he had said this and they believed the scripture and the word that jesus had spoken so this is something that Jesus is speaking symbolically at this point in time, where he is speaking to them and they are waiting a sign and he tells them, destroy this temple and in three days I will raise it up. And Jesus says, uh, and, and now the revelation of that that we get to find after is that he was speaking about the temple of his body. And this the disciples were only able to grasp or understand that is after the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And then from there, um, I would have us go to Matthew chapter, I'd have us go to Matthew chapter 12, Matthew chapter 12, verse 38, Matthew chapter 12, verse 38, Matthew 12, 38. Yeah. Then this is what the scriptures say. Then some of the scribes and Pharisees answered him. This is Jesus saying, teacher we wish to see a sign from you and so please see that this is almost a similar context praise jesus this is almost a similar context and this is what jesus responds but he answered them an evil and adulterous generation seeks for a sign but no sign will be given to it this generation except the sign of the prophet jonah for just as Jonah was three days and three nights in the belly of the great fish, so will the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. So we begin to see that there are similarities between these two comparisons. In both instances, Jesus looks to point to the fact or the truth that in as much as I am doing all these signs, because even in them asking for a sign, it did not stop Jesus from doing the things and the miracles that he did. He speaks of one outstanding sign that he is consistently and continuously talking about. And so here we see him now interpreting Jonah, the story that we get to read about Jonah in light of himself. Praise Jesus. We get to see him interpreting the story of Jonah, that which you were taught about Jonah being swallowed by a whale. 
or now here we get to see that great fish and he interprets it in light of himself praise jesus and just to be able to understand why jesus is or how and why jesus is doing this kindly let's go to um john chapter 5 john chapter 5 um please just please just go patiently with me uh i know it might seem like okay where are we going what are we doing uh but i i i trust that by the help of the holy spirit and by the grace of god as you are just going step by step with me you will see what we are building up to so john chapter 5 john chapter 5 from verse 38 John chapter 5 from verse 38 and so this is Christ speaking and he says and you do not have his word abiding in you for you do not believe the one whom he has sent and then verse 39 he says you search the scriptures because you think that in them you have eternal life and it is they that bear witness about me yet you refuse to come to me that you may have life and so here we get to see why why is Jesus speaking of scriptures in light of himself praise jesus and so many times when we read the book of jonah what we see is simply a very good story about how someone was swallowed by a whale but when jesus speaks about the uh, that same account he speaks of it in light of himself and he speaks of it in light of a very specific um um how do i put this he speaks of it in a very specific uh, he speaks of a very specific uh okay allow me to call it occasion circumstances and a very specific circumstances that are to happen in his life praise jesus and so i want you to see that until now until now he is speaking in types and shadows praise god he is not yet speaking directly in the first account of john chapter 2 he speaks indirectly by speaking of a temple a physical structure in matthew chapter 12 he speaks indirectly again by speaking of the story of jonah but then i want you to notice something now let's go to mark chapter 8 mark chapter 8 kindly um mark chapter 8 um and we will see and we will see from verse 27 mark chapter 8 and we will see from verse 27 mark chapter 8 from verse 27 and jesus went on with his disciples to the villages of caesarea philippi and on the way he asked his disciples who do people say that i am and they told him john the baptist and others say elijah and others one of the prophets then verse 29 he says and he asked them but who do you say that i am peter answered him you are the christ praise god you are the christ and he strictly charged them to tell no one about him so now i want you to see now there's going to be a shift in terms of how he he speaks of himself to them now after they come into a place of correct understanding of who he is he now begins to speak to them directly praise god he now begins to speak to them directly now no longer in types and shadows because we'll see this in verse 31 and he began to teach them from that moment he began to teach them that the son of man must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders and the chief priests and the scribes and be killed and after 3 days rise again praise god and after 3 days rise again and we will see this very same account in Matthew chapter <coughs> excuse me Matthew chapter 16 Matthew chapter 16 Matthew chapter 16 <coughs> Matthew chapter 16 very same account um from verse 20 Matthew 16 verse 
Then he strictly charged. Now it's still the same story, but I want you to see something here. After they came into proper discernment of who Christ was, Christ stopped speaking in types and shadows. Verse 21. From that time, that time when they came into a correct or at the true understanding of who Jesus was, Jesus began to show his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things from the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed and on the third day be raised. Praise God. And so we begin to see that Jesus, while on earth, in as much as he did many things, one of the things that I want us to take from the first four Gospels first, from the Gospels first, is that Jesus had a very defined message. Praise God. Jesus had a very defined message. In everything that he taught, in everything that he spoke about, he had a very defined message. Now, if you have noticed, we have read from Matthew, we have read from Mark, we have read from John. Now I want us to see something from the book of Luke. Please let's go to Luke chapter 24. Again, it's not just many verses. All these verses are speaking of the same thing. So don't worry about the many verses. Luke chapter 24, please. Um, and from verse uh, <clears throat> Luke 24 and from verse um, from verse 6. Now this is speaking about now after he has been crucified. Luke 24 and from verse 6. Now this is the angel speaking to um, yeah, this is the angel speaking to, um, was it the first, the, the, was it the first, the first lady who had come? I can't remember, but we shall see it. So Luke 24 from verse six, he is not here, but is reason speaking of Christ. Remember, are you saying this? Remember how he spoke to you when he was still in Galilee saying the son of man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men and be crucified and the third day rise again. So like I just want you to see that this is something that was very consistent in the ministry of Jesus. So even the angel is allowing them to remember the words that Jesus Christ spoke to them and they remembered his words. What were they about him being delivered into the hands of sinful men, him being crucified and on the third day, him rising, raising again. And then, and they remembered his words. Then they returned from the tomb and told all these things to the 11 and to all the rest. Praise Jesus. And then I want you to see in the same Luke 24, please see this. In the same Luke 24, in the same Luke 24, please see this from verse 24. Please see this from verse 24. Now this is Jesus. Now this is the story that we talk about uh, men from, yeah, the, the two men who are uh, a mouse something on the road to a mouse yeah and certain of those who are with us went to the tomb and found it just as the women had said um yeah should we start from there and 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 found it just as the women had said but him they did not see now see this look at what jesus tells them even after his resurrection then he said to them oh foolish ones and slow of heart to believe in all that the prophets have spoken. And so now he unpacks to them what the prophets have spoken. Verse 26, ought not the Christ to have suffered these things and to enter his glory. And then see Jesus breaking down the law, the prophets and the Psalms. And beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he expounded to them in all the scriptures, the things concerning himself. And so I just want us to see something very interesting here. Jesus was very consistent in the message that he proclaimed. Why? Because 
in as much as he did miracles, miracles do not save anyone. Praise God. In as much as he did miracles, miracles do not save anyone. It is only the message that saves. Praise God. And so Jesus, and, and then again, I want you to see something very interesting. Jesus did not bring this message uh, as something that just came off, off the top of his mind. He brought this message as um, him um, explaining, him interpreting the scriptures and telling them that these scriptures that you people are talking about, that was the Pharisees, these same scriptures speak about me. Praise God. We saw that in John chapter 5, verse 39 to verse 40. These same scriptures that you're talking about, these same scriptures speak of me. Praise God. And we see him consistently repeating that teaching. And so we've seen it again in Luke chapter 24 um, from verse 26. Ought not the Christ to have suffered these things and to enter into his glory? And beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he expounded to them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. Praise God. You know, um, Jesus, while speaking about um, the, the, the law, while speaking about the prophets, you do not see him so much even talking about the stories that most of the time capture our minds. I'm not saying those stories are bad, but he was able to show them the purpose as to why these scriptures were written. And the reason these scriptures were written, they were to speak of that which he was to come and do. They were to speak of that which he was to come and fulfill. Praise Jesus. So now we get to see that this is what Jesus proclaimed. And this is also that which Jesus entrusted to his apostles. Praise God. And so now I want you to see something. Let's go. Uh, let's now uh, continue progressing. Let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 1. 1 Corinthians chapter 1. And we'll start, we'll start um, from verse 17. 1 Corinthians chapter 1 from verse 17. 1 Corinthians chapter 1 from verse 17. 1 Corinthians 1 verse 17. And so this is Paul speaking, and this is what he says in 1 Corinthians 1 17. For Christ did not send me to baptize, praise God, but to preach the gospel. And then he says, not with wisdom of words, lest the cross of Christ should be made of no effect. Praise God. And so here Paul says something that is quite um um uh consistent with that which christ talked about if we had gone on with um what jesus said in in, in matthew chapter 12 actually please let's just go back there allow me to take us back there so that we may be able to see this as something that's consistent in the scriptures matthew chapter 12 please allow me to take us we have read it but please allow me to take us back there matthew chapter 12 um verse 38 Matthew 12, verse 38. Please see this because it is very important. Why, why, why am I sharing this? It's because um, as believers, we have to be very clear about our message, the message that we have received, the message that saved us, the message that will even save us on that day when Christ will appear. The salvation I'm talking about is where we will have a glorified body. Praise God. And in a while, you're going to see why I'm making a big deal out of it. So Matthew chapter 12, verse 38, and then we'll go to 1 Corinthians. Then some of the scribes and Pharisees answered saying, teacher, we want to see a sign from you. And please remember that this is Jesus was very well capable of doing the craziest of things. If 
He just wanted to do something to wow men. Please understand that this is Jesus that's being challenged. But he responds to them and tells them, you are an evil and adulterous generation seeking after a sign. And he explains the only sign that will be given and the only sign that will be able to save any man. And no sign will be given to it, this generation, except the sign of the prophet Jonah. And he explains what the sign of the prophet Jonah is in verse 40. For as Jonah was three days and three nights in the belly of the great fish, so will the son of man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. Praise God. And he says in verse 41, the men of Nineveh will rise up in the judgment with this generation and condemn it because they repented at the preaching of Jonah and indeed are greater than Jonah is here. Then I want you to see something in verse 42. The queen of the south will rise up in the judgment with this generation and condemn it for she came from the ends of the earth to hear the wisdom of Solomon and indeed are greater than Solomon is here. So what he is saying is that the message, this message that we have been seeing, we will very soon now very well clearly define it but this message that speaks concerning his crucifixion his burial and his resurrection is greater than any sign you will ever see it is it is much more greater than any wisdom that you ever got to see in solomon but people will despise it because it is foolishness to men Praise God, because it is foolishness to men. So now let's see Paul's account of the same in 1 Corinthians chapter 1 from verse 17. Praise Jesus. Now let's go back there. 1 Corinthians chapter 1. 1 Corinthians chapter 1 from verse 17. Wow, wow, wow. I really hope that we are just journeying. I know it's, it's, it's a bit slow, but I really hope we are journeying together because this is very important. First Corinthians chapter one, verse 17. And so this is what the scriptures say. For Christ did not send me to baptize, but to preach the gospel. Remember, this is the sign of Jonah. And we will see why it is the sign of Jonah very soon. For Christ did not send me to baptize, but to preach the gospel, not with wisdom of words, lest the cross of Christ should be made of no effect. And what does he mean by that? If I come to you in the wisdom of Solomon, like that does not match up to the gospel of Christ. Praise God. You saw Jesus saying that even the queen of Sheba did not see a wisdom that compares to this sign of Jonah. Okay, let's see this, verse 18. For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. Praise Jesus. For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. And then please see this in verse 22. Again, it is the very same thing that Jesus was contending with with the Pharisees. We can just start from verse 21. For since in the wisdom of God, the world through wisdom did not know God. It pleased God through the foolishness of the message preached. Praise God. Please remember, please remember our message and allow me to say this with all gentleness and humility. Our message as believers is not so much that God will make you wealthy. Praise God. That is not the gospel of Christ. Please listen. I am not saying that God is mad at people who are wealthy, but I just want you to see what the gospel is for what it is. Praise Jesus. And I will show you very clearly in 1 Corinthians 15. But please see, please see that this that we proclaim is foolishness 
Praise God. This that we proclaim is foolishness to men because we say that our hope and even the hope of the life to come is anchored on this truth that Christ was crucified, Christ was buried, and on the third day he was raised up. Praise Jesus. And our faith proclaims that we have been raised up with him. Praise God that when he was crucified on that cross, we were crucified together with him. And that is in our sinful nature. But God did not just leave us dead there in, um, from, just from our sinful nature. We have now been raised with Christ. Praise God. And so verse 21, for since in the wisdom of God, the world through wisdom did not know God. It pleased God through the foolishness of the message. So this message is foolishness. Preach to those to save those who believe. Then verse 22, please see this. For Jews request a sign. Again, the same thing. For Jews request a sign and the Greeks seek after wisdom. And then he says, this is what we proclaim. Yes, these ones are seeking after a sign. The same thing that you saw Jesus being asked by the Pharisees. Yes, the Greeks seek after wisdom. But what we proclaim, what we preach is Christ crucified to the Jews a stumbling block and to the Greeks foolishness. And then he says in verse 24, but to those who are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God, because the foolishness of God in the cross, praise God, the foolishness of God in the cross is wiser than men and the weakness of God is stronger than men. Praise Jesus. And we continue to see this again in 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Please see this in 1 Corinthians chapter 2 from verse 1. 1 Corinthians chapter 2 from verse 1. And this is what Paul speaks again and he says, And I, brethren, when I came to you, did not come with excellence of speech. Please see this. When Paul went to the church at Corinth, it was not about the philosophies that he had learned as a Pharisee. Praise God. And I, brethren, when I came to you, did not come with excellence of speech or of wisdom, declaring to you the testimony of God. For I determined not to know anything among you except this one thing. Praise God. Except this one thing. That is the sign of Jonah. Praise God. Or of wisdom declaring to you the testimony of God. Verse 2. I determined not to know anything among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified praise god i was with you in weakness in fear and in much trembling and then he says this in verse 4 and my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom we are not competing in terms of intellectualism with the people of the world why our message is foolishness to intellectualism why our faith is anchored on the truth that christ was crucified he was buried and he was raised on the third day and my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom but in demonstration of the spirit and of power and listen to this that your faith should not be in the wisdom of men your faith is not anchored in intellectualism that someone was able to bring a high idea to you no your faith is anchored in something that is considered to be the foolishness of men but in that foolishness of men the power of god lies praise god in that foolishness of men the power of god lies and that's why he says that your faith should not be in the wisdom of men but in the power of god are you seeing this and i just want you to see something again in first corinthians chapter two um see this in verse 14 Please see this in verse 14. But the natural man 
does not receive the things of the spirit of God for they are foolishness to him. Nor can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. Are you seeing this? Okay, because of time, let's just go to 1 Corinthians 15. I just want you to see this. It is important for us as believers to be able to clearly see, to be able to clearly define, to be able to clearly state what our message is. What Mm -hmm. is your salvation based upon? Praise God. And once we see that, then we are very clear on what we speak, on what we teach, on what we proclaim. First Corinthians 15 verse 1. And this is what Paul again speaks. It's still the same thing. Moreover, brethren, I declare to you the gospel which I preached to you, which also you received and in which you stand. Are you seeing why it is important for you to clearly define, okay, what message did I receive? What message did I believe in? Why? Because it is in that message that you stand. Praise God. It is in that message that you are saved, child of God. So verse two, he says, by which also you are saved. If you hold fast that word, which I preached to you, unless you believed in vain. And then now he explains what that word is from verse three. He explains what that word is in verse three. For I delivered to you first of all that which I also received, that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. Praise God. Have you ever wondered why why is it that? Because everything that we see in the New Testament was gotten from the Old Testament. But you won't find Paul talking about David and Goliath. Praise God. I'm not saying those things are wrong, but you won't find them making so much emphasis about someone calling fire from heaven. Praise God. Why? Because by the interpretation of that which Christ taught his apostles, he showed them that scriptures testify of him. Praise God. And not just of him as a blank check, but scriptures testify of his death, scriptures testify of his burial, and scriptures testify of his resurrection, because that is the only message that saves. Praise God. And so, 1 Corinthians 15, verse 3, for I delivered to you first of all that which I also received. Where did he receive this from? From the scriptures that Mm. Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures and that he was buried and that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. And so please just see that this gospel is very simple. This gospel is very simple. This gospel is foolishness to men. We are not looking to sugarcoat this gospel in any way because I want you to see that in that foolishness, the power of God lies. Praise God. In that foolishness, the power of God lies. So now, um, allow me in this last 15 minutes to just take you through quickly, because you see, the, the, the first thing that I'd like us to see today, and then now from there, by, by the help of the Holy Spirit, um, he will just allow you to continue seeing this. I just want you to see that this is the message that Christ proclaimed. This is the message that the apostles proclaim, and we have no right to change this message. Praise God. Okay, let me show you. Let please let's go to the book of Acts. Please let's go to the book of Acts. So, um, Acts, Acts chapter one, Acts chapter one, from verse three, Acts chapter one from verse three. So this is Jesus now speaking to his disciples, to his apostles. Um, I hope I am audible. Am I audible? Sawa broke up. Ah, okay, thank you. So Acts chapter one from verse three. 
to whom he also presented himself alive after his suffering by many infallible proofs. Now that is the apostles being seen by them during 40 days and speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. Now, the unfortunate thing about this statement, the kingdom of God, is that we have allowed so much room for human interpretation. And I'm saying this with a lot of humility, with a lot of, um, I'm not saying this out of a sense of high-mindedness, but we have allowed this the, 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 the name, the kingdom of God, to be very easily changed to be very easily humanly understood but then i believe that scriptures should be allowed to interpret scriptures and so now here, here we get to see that for the 40 days jesus spoke to the apostles concerning things pertaining to the kingdom of god and then please remember this that he has entrusted to them is also the same thing that they will proclaim praise Jesus. This that he has entrusted to them is what they will proclaim. So in the next few minutes, I'll just have us go through the book of Acts and see what exactly did the apostles proclaim, praise Jesus, because these are the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. So um, please, let's go to Acts chapter 2. Acts chapter 2. Acts chapter 2. <clears throat> wow. Um, Acts chapter 2. So this is Peter's sermon. We can start from verse 22. Peter's sermon. Acts 2.22. Men of Israel, hear these words. Jesus of Nazareth, a man attested to you by God with mighty works and wonders and signs that God did through him in your midst, as you yourselves know. Then verse 23. Please see that the, the, the three Three things that Jesus talked about that we've seen also that define the gospel are consistent in every sermon. His death, his crucifixion, and him being raised up. Verse 23. This Jesus delivered up according to the definite plan and for knowledge of God. You crucified and killed by the hands of the lawless man. God raised him up, God raised him up, sorry, losing the pangs of death because it was not possible for him to be held by it. And then now we saw something in Luke chapter 24. Please remember that Jesus, through the law, the prophets, and the Psalms, he was able to speak, he was able to show them how the scriptures testified of him. And so we get to see the first time that we get to see this happening expressly. Verse 25, for David says concerning him, are you seeing this? So even as David was writing that which he wrote, even as Moses was writing that which he wrote, all of them were testifying concerning the Christ. So verse 25, for David says concerning him, I saw the Lord always before me, for he is at my right hand that I may not be shaken. Therefore, my heart was glad and my tongue rejoiced. My flesh also will dwell in hope. For you will not abandon my soul to Hades or let your Holy One see corruption. So what is he talking about? The resurrection. Praise God. You have made known to me the paths of life. You will make me full of gladness with your presence. And then he explains it to them the same way it was explained to him by Christ. Praise mm -hmm. God. Brothers, I may say to you with confidence about the patriarch David that he both died and was buried and his tomb is with us to this day. Being therefore a prophet and knowing that God had sworn with an oath to him that he would set one of his descendants on the throne, he foresaw. Are you seeing this? So that's why Jesus was saying that these scriptures testify of me. 
and not just me as a blank statement, but me with reference to my death, my crucifixion and my resurrection. And so he says, he foresaw and spoke about the resurrection of the Christ that he was not abandoned to Hades, nor did his flesh see corruption. This Jesus God raised up and of that we are all witnesses. Are you seeing this? So this is what we are witnesses to, praise God. This is what we are witnesses to. When we say we are going out for witnessing, this is what we are witnesses to, that mm. Christ has been raised. He did not just, he, his life did not just end on the cross. He was crucified, he was buried, and he has been raised. And the good news is that Jesus is alive, that God has raised him up, praise God. So we begin to see a very clear definition of these things. So again, you see, it, it, it's a very consistent thing. I'll just read it to you, and then you'll go, you can write it down, and then you'll, you'll read it some other time. Um, again, because I wouldn't want to keep you guys here. Um, so Luke chapter, Acts chapter 2, verse 36, you can write that down. You will get to see that it's the same thing. Them speaking about three, these three important things that happened to Christ that show he was the Christ. Um, Acts chapter 2, verse 36. Um, <clears throat> again, in the book of Acts chapter 3, Acts chapter 3, you will see this, Acts chapter 3, verse 14 to 15. Acts chapter 3, verse 14 to 15. This is what they were witnesses to. Allow me to read it quickly. And you killed the author of life whom God raised from the dead. To this we are witnesses. This was something that was very consistent in that which they talked about. Again, Acts chapter 3 from verse 17, sorry. Acts chapter 3 from verse 17 to verse 19. Um, again, when you go to Acts chapter 4, <clears throat> Acts chapter 4 verse 2. Acts chapter 4, verse 2. You'll also see the same message. Acts chapter 4, from verse 10. Acts chapter 4, verse 10. <clears throat> this, this that I'm talking about is the sermons that they were speaking, that they were preaching. Again, Acts chapter 4, verse 33. Acts chapter 4, verse 33. All this, it's, it's the same message, the same message. They did not change the message. Again, Acts chapter 5, verse 30. Acts chapter 5, verse 30, and verse 31, and verse 32. Just get to see what were they witnesses to. What were they witnesses to? Again, <clears throat> you'll see the same, and, and you'll see also the same thing, Stephen speaking about it in Acts chapter 7. Acts chapter 7. Yeah, Acts chapter 7 from verse 37. So this, this is what, was, this is what um, was entrusted to the apostles by Christ. And then I'd like us now to conclude the book of, like our, just our sharing from the book of Acts in Acts 28, please. And then we will wind up. I, I, I do not intend to extend. <laughs> yeah, so Acts chapter 28, Acts 28. Please see this because again, I told you when we hear the kingdom of God, we, we, we have allowed a lot of human interpretation to this. And we have seen what the apostles spoke about. It was nothing to do with some of the things that we hear about. Anyway, let's just, let's, let me not get there today. So please see this in Acts 28, 23. Please see this. Now this is Paul's account. Paul's account. We have seen Peter's account. We have seen Stephen's account. We have seen how they proclaimed their message, what the substance of their message was. So Acts 28, verse 23. Acts 28, verse 23. This is when Paul has gotten to Rome. So when they had appointed him a day, many came at his lodging to whom he explained and solemnly testified of the kingdom of God 
and we get to understand what this is persuading them concerning Jesus from both the law of Moses and the prophets from morning till evening. Are you seeing this? To whom he explained and solemnly testified of the kingdom of God. Now, what is this? Persuading them concerning Jesus from both the law of Moses and the prophets from morning till evening. So please see that the, king, the message of the kingdom is not different from the gospel. It is one and the same thing. Praise God. The message of the kingdom is not a different message. It is one and the same thing. See this again, Acts 28, verse 31. Preaching the kingdom of God and teaching the things which concern the Lord Jesus Christ with all confidence. Praise Jesus. So it is one and the same thing. It is one and the same thing. Okay. So we will finish our teaching today. We will conclude our teaching today um, from the book of Timothy. Please let's just conclude uh, from the book of Timothy. Please let's start with 2 Timothy 2.15. 2 Timothy 2.15. And now this is, I, 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 I have shared all that, but I want to conclude this teaching by challenging us. By challenging us. 2 Timothy 2.15. So see this, please. See this, please. 2 Timothy 2.15. Be diligent. Now this is Paul's instruction to Timothy. Be diligent to present yourself approved to God, a worker who does not need to be ashamed. See what causes us not to be ashamed when we are rightly dividing the word of truth. Please see this. When we are rightly dividing the word of truth. What is rightly dividing the word of truth? Please let's see what that is, 2 Timothy 3.15. That is 2 Timothy 2.15. Now let's see 2 Timothy 3.15. And speaking of Timothy, he says, and that from childhood you have known the Holy Scriptures. So let's see the purpose of the Holy Scriptures when they are rightly divided, which are able to make you wise for salvation. KJV says unto salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. The Holy Scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. So basically what Paul is telling Timothy is that strive to be a worker who does not need to be ashamed. And when you rightly divide the word of truth, then you are able even not just to save yourself, but also to save those who listen to you by proclaiming the message of salvation, that which is the message of the scriptures, salvation by faith in Christ, praise God. And our faith in Christ is our faith in his resurrection, praise God. And so um, that is what was in my heart just to share with us today. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Let me just conclude by saying just these few words. Um, I think the greatest tragedy for the church is when what is supposed to be foolishness to the world becomes foolishness to the church, where we think there are other things that deserve greater emphasis or that are more important to, to our daily lives apart from that which has already been defined as the gospel. What I believe is that every other truth has to be taught within the parameters of what the gospel of Christ has been defined to be. And that's what you will find to be the, now the message of the epistles. 
Now, under under this gospel, now within these parameters of the gospel, now that is what now we've been called to build upon. Praise Jesus. And um, anyway, um, I trust God that with that which we've had, um, he will continue to give you greater insight about the same. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And it was um, a privilege again just to be able to be present with us uh, and to share with us this that God has allowed us to hear and that God has allowed us to understand and see today evening. Let's pray. Um, Father, in the name of Jesus, Father, in the name of Jesus, um, I do pray and I do ask that um, this message that is meant to be foolishness to those who are perishing, Father, may it not be foolishness to us, O God. Father, I pray and I ask that we may see your word for what it is, that it has the power to save. It has the power to save. Help us, Father, to be able to interpret this book, to be able to rightly divide this holy scriptures, O oh God, in light of the work of salvation that Christ has done in our hearts, O oh God. And Father, I pray that we may be able to see the treasure in this because this is your ultimate gift to humanity. I ask that we may not be content with that, with, with, with just us ourselves having heard and being saved by this message, but we may also find ourselves sharing this same message, O oh God, to those who have not believed in it and to those who have not heard it. In Jesus' name, we pray this, believing and trusting. Amen. Amen. Amen.